0: Welcome to the Cutting Room Floor Podcast. How's that?
1: Nailed it. Nailed it. Here we
0: are today, folks. I <laughs> uh, hope you are doing well wherever you're listening from. Uh, today is episode two uh, of this kind of brand new conversation we are starting for our church family here at Valley Family Church, uh, talking about the cutting room floor, uh, leaning into what's going on in our church on Sunday mornings. The word of God that's being preached, and uh, and we're excited. It's yes. going to be great. You bumped your mic. Yep. And uh, it's a beautiful day. Uh, how are you guys doing? We have Hunter, obviously Lex, with us today. How are you guys feeling? Ready to roll? Feeling yeah. good. Yeah.
2: Ready yeah. for the day. Coffee. Yeah. Coffee and go.
0: I have my Madcap mug, and uh, this makes me look like I'm a coffee snob. Shout out to Madcap. <laughs> Shout out to Madcap. Nice. But I'm really not a coffee snob. I put very generic coffee in this mug.
1: You're a Folgers. You're just a Folgers mm, boy.
0: I'm just a Folgers boy, I a guess. A good old Folgers <laughs> sure. boy. This is a weird start. It's going to be great. Uh, the Folgers boy coming at you live this morning. Um, but uh, hey, we, we started a new series this Sunday in church uh, called Seven, mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking about the seven sayings of the cross and uh, this kind of beautiful imagery. If you were at church this past weekend, maybe you saw this on social media, uh, our team built, I think, a 20-foot tall maybe 14 feet wide, literal cross that is hanging from the ceiling of our auditorium. Yeah, it's really and cool. uh, it's massive. Somebody said it's like 800 pounds. And it's shocking. So, it's shocking. Uh, it was yeah, really neat, though, this weekend mm-hmm. to see, kind of bringing to life this idea of the cross. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been fun this past week. Uh, for those that weren't there, let me catch you up. We kind of leaned into Jesus' first saying on the cross. Again, there's seven of them when he's on the cross, comments, statements he makes the first one is, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And uh, and I, I really enjoyed preaching it. It was a fun message, challenging message. I think I said this. It was as comforting as it was confronting. Mm-hmm. And it um, and kind of had the life of Jesus, you know, maybe be realized afresh and this moment on the cross. So, um, yeah, excited to talk about that today. We're going to lean in a little bit, try to make it practical for all of us, how we take what was taught, and let's get into the cutting room floor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what did you guys think?
1: Love it. No, it was such a good Sunday, and I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant message. And I'm curious. Um, I was able to watch you prepare. You know, we mm. usually... You preach sometimes. I preach sometimes. We're able to kind of watch each other, study, yeah. get into the message with one another, we're go over it with each other, times. connected to the hip at all times. Yes. Don't ever. We're we're never apart. Yes, it's phenomenal. True. It's great. Mostly, yeah. Um, I love it. Do you I love. It? No, I do love it. I, I do love, love it. Life. I love it. Yeah. I love
0: being next to you. I love it every second. <laughs> yep. Of every day. Every day. We lay in bed next to each yep. other. We wake up, drink our coffee next to each yep. other. We work next to each other. Yep.
1: we share an office. We share an office. We don't
0: office. have to. We choose. We choose to, it's to
1: actually. <laughs> it's
0: a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, great. So, anyways, what are you
1: saying? I was gonna say I get the privilege to always watch you as you're prepping for a message, and yeah. we're talking through it during the week. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, you know, we have a rhythm. On Monday, one of us usually is like, "Okay, this is the direction I feel from the from the Holy Spirit," yeah. and we're kind of putting an outline together. And it's a it's a whole process. Like the journey of writing a message is a whole process, yeah. and Um, I watched you this week. You were kind of wrestling with the content and you were, I looked over a few times at our desks in our office that we share Hmm. and I saw some tears rolling down your eyes. Mm -hmm. Like you were really moved Mm -hmm. when you were preparing for this message. So I'm curious if you could just open up a little bit, um, behind the scenes with the church. I keep hitting my mic with the church. Um, to the, to what you were feeling when you were preparing, how you felt you know, when you were preparing and then how you felt on Sunday? Like, do you feel like, do you feel like what you were sensing in your heart came out? Do you feel like, okay, yeah, that was, I felt like that was what God wanted to get to people. Just what was your, what was your process?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, good question. I can, I can speak to it. Um, Yeah. It was, you know, every time you write a message, um, you know, it's a, it's an interesting journey, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you get up in front of anybody, whether it's a small group you lead, it's maybe a uh, a meeting at work that 's unspiritual uh, maybe it 's a, a full sermon like we do on Sundays and anything in between it's it 's a weighty thing you know mm-hmm. you have the the natural tensions that we face every week, just the feelings of uh, you know trying to be yourself. We had that conversation last week, right like how do I learn to be myself in every environment, uh, how to communicate well, how to think. Clearly, so I'm I'm putting together thoughts. So there's all the natural battles of just communicating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Communication is major, and then obviously as a, as a pastor and someone who really believes God's word is alive and active, and that the Sunday message is not a TED talk, right? It's not a self help message. It's mm-hmm. not content being delivered. It's
1: not a motivational. It's not speech. a motivational yeah. speech.
0: It's the word of God being yeah. declared, and it's the word of God. Not the person declaring it; the actual word itself that can change lives. Mm-hmm. And so every week there's a there's a sense of of yeah great excitement, um, a sense of desire to assist, to steward it well, to to hold the word of God and, and kind of rightly divide the word mm-hmm. of truth. And um, and in this one in particular, this this Sunday, and this I really think these next few weeks together talking about the cross is even maybe at another level because how significant the cross is, Mm -hmm. how important the life of Jesus is to our faith Mm -hmm. and his death, his crucifixion, his burial, and then his resurrection is, you know, really the core aspects of our theology. It it formulates the creeds we live by and the doctrines we live Mm -hmm. is this process. And so as I was preparing this week, and we're looking at these words, Jesus says, the first words, after Jesus suffers the the most brutal execution that maybe brutiful. any brutal, beautiful, beautiful. Bu- oh, that was purposeful. Did I say brutal? You said brutal. <laughs> Thank you for calling out my little minor <laughs> communication mistakes. This is great. Uh, Brutal. It's beautiful. It's brutal. It's great. It was
1: intentional. Intentional. Intentional
0: leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, Intentional family. Yeah. Um, But as I was preparing, okay, we were studying, like, the death of Jesus. Like, that's so heavy. And, like, you know, I said on Sunday, there's no way to pacify it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we do do our best for our preschoolers and, you know, the kids in our church to be intentional with how we describe the cross and the death because of of their age. But when you become an adult, there's no way to pacify the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. It was blatant. Yeah. It was horrible. It was unjust. It was it was evil. And mm-hmm. Jesus, we talked about that, suffered the physical suffering of being scourged and whipped and beaten and mocked and a crown of thorns on his head and forced mm-hmm. to carry a cross and hands, yeah. you know, his hands and feet nailed uh, to a cross, hung, you know, naked in front of the world as they laughed at him and mocked him. And this this horrible thing, not to mention the spiritual weight that he is wearing, Mm -hmm. right? Of the sins of humanity. Like Mm -hmm. no person has experienced suffering at the scale Jesus did on the cross. Mm -hmm. And he experienced the suffering for us. Mm -hmm. So as I was studying and, and I was reading some material, that alone moved me and you know I think sometimes even as we discuss it we can discuss it so non-emotionally yeah Mm -hmm. like it's a historical far off off, Mm -hmm. uh thing we remember Mm -hmm. but when you get into the mix when you when you put yourself there it is confronting yeah Billy Graham I think said the cross is offensive (laughs) it offends you the brutality of it can offend you Mm yeah and it's kind of you better make a choice do you believe Mm -hmm. or not yeah can bring offense to many and it has and and anyway, as I was preparing, mm-hmm. but then as I'm reflecting and I'm reading that of all the things Jesus could say when he gets onto the cross, again, there's seven statements he makes. Of all seven he could have made, or of any other words he could have come up with, right. the first thing he lets out of his mouth, he has barely any energy left in his physical body. Yet the first thing he says is, is this first saying of the cross, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Like, so yeah, this week, I mean, there was multiple times yeah. I was in tears <laughs> as I'm looking at each word and the great mercy of Christ, the great love of Jesus, not only for his crucifiers or the, the hypocritical Pharisees, but for all of humanity yeah. and trying to put myself in the story that I'm not reading about Romans who killed Jesus. Yep. I'm reading about the way my own sin, has caused death in my life and others but somebody else took my sin on himself yeah mm-hmm. so i wouldn't have to suffer the punishment mm-hmm. and the love and the mercy in his tone mm-hmm. oh I, I just thought that was for, for me very moving and then yeah. being able to preach that word on sunday uh you know i hope everyone got something and i, mm-hmm. I really felt god that god was there in the in that space but if anybody got anything mm-hmm. i think it was me yeah. <laughs> Maybe selfishly right like <laughs> Uh, being able to sit in that space at the foot of the cross and uh, and being reminded that Jesus said those words not just to them but to us and uh, and that those words in that moment it didn't just lead again to a mm-hmm. death, it actually leads us to a resurrection where we can have life, find mm-hmm. ourselves forgiven and then be put on the way of Jesus as we love and forgive others mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, I loved it it was really it was fun. So good. yeah was so good. yeah, so that was yeah. kind of my process. Yeah. I wanted to share though as we start today. I just felt like this scripture was one. I think we put it on social media the day we did, yeah, like on Sunday we did. Uh, But I didn't read it on Sunday, so I wanted to read it because I think like and you
1: referenced it on Sunday, but I think we read it. Yeah, I
0: think to what I was feeling a little bit and what I just described, I think this verse is really like a great one to chew on for us this week. Mm -hmm. I've been chewing on it. Uh, Chew, yeah, Mm, that's such
1: an interesting phrase. I actually hate that phrase. You hate it? I don't like that phrase. Like I've been chewing on that. It's like. It's kind, of like, like, it's kind of gross
0: like do we chew on things i mean i chew on things
1: but i get i get like i get what it means
0: yeah <laughs> the heart Just, behind it uh, well, i get the heart yeah. yeah if you're listening and you haven't turned it off already we're <laughs> gonna chew on, this, gonna chew on chew. this right now <laughs> <laughs> get ready to chew, chew on this verse. <laughs> it's first 1 corinthians 118 this is like an epic verse i think it's so cool Um, (laughs) Especially in a world that's trying to like be relevant and look cool to everybody. Uh Listen to how Paul describes kind of what we believe. Mm -hmm. He said this in verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 1. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I love that Mm -hmm. verse. The message of the cross, mm-hmm. yep. the message of the death of Jesus, the crucifixion of Jesus, the blood-stained, rugged, world-changing cross. Yep. It's actually foolishness yep. to those who are perishing. In another Absolutely. translation says to those in the world.
1: Yeah. It's foolishness. It doesn't it makes make no sense. sense. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make
0: any sense. And I think in a world trying to always not be foolish, mm-hmm. trying to be cool, to get followers, to look good, to be impressive, mm-hmm. I love that the message of the cross runs in the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, no, the message of the cross, the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is actually foolishness mm-hmm. to those who are perishing. But to us this isn't an us and them thing it's not an exclusive group but to those who have revelation of Mm -hmm. the goodness of jesus and what was really taking place in that moment to us Mm -hmm. who are being saved it's actually power yeah there's power in the cross
1: yeah
0: uh and i I just love that verse uh i'm curious to what you guys think about that and how you're processing this whole cross thing and uh, and, and some of the stuff we talked about on Sunday.
1: And I think it's yeah. so important, and I'm so glad that we are taking time to come around the cross again for seven whole weeks. Yeah. Um, I think it's important because, you know, we have lots of conversations with people, especially in our age, our generation, that are like, hey, Pastor, I just want to go deeper. Yeah. I want to go deep. Yeah. I, want, I want the deep things yeah. of God. come on. Mm-hmm. Deep And calls I'm like, I love that, and I want the deep things of God too. Sure. And I'm not, you know, that's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But, you cannot get deeper than the cross. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes in our Christian journey, and our walk with God, we can kind of stray or we can go after mm-hmm. different things. Yep. And I think we need to pull ourselves back in different yeah. seasons mm-hmm. to the foot of the cross. Come on, mm-hmm. and say, hey, no, I'm like this is where I'm remaining. Yes, mm-hmm. and like I, I, I live. <clears throat> sorry, I have something in my throat. I live here. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I live in the empty tomb. Yes, but like in this great exchange yeah. that happened yep, when yep. Jesus laid His life down for me, like. It does not get deeper for me yeah, than that. Yeah. That no matter what God does in my life, no matter where I find myself, mm-hmm. like I am going to bring myself back yeah. to that mm-hmm. spot. Awesome. There, there is depth of revelation in that great exchange that we will probably mm-hmm. never even get to.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it
1: is the most important thing yeah. that changed all of yeah. humanity. So mm-hmm. I just think that the cross is like we have to get back to the cross. And I yeah. think sometimes when it comes to your message, like that that scripture about the foolishness, it's foolishness to the world. I think it's so true and I think it's really funny because yeah. like when you think of people, so all of us, we, we want to share the gospel message of Jesus yeah. with mm-hmm. those in our world, yep. our coworkers, our family members, our friends, like, like that's a, we, we feel, we sense that God wants us to do that. Yep. We, mm-hmm. we, we are passionate about that, right? Evangelism is one of the core pillars of our church, evangelism, community and discipleship. But we don't often go up to our coworker <laughs> and say, Hey, you know, how are you doing today? Anyways, the cross of Jesus, man, was it bloody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know about how many times he got whipped? Yeah. <laughs> like. Can I it, talk to you about the 39 scourges to he took you place on his back? You see this cross that I'm wearing on my neck, on yeah. my, this necklace? You see the cross I attached to my body? Well, Jesus yeah. died on it for yeah, you. yeah. So anyways... Yeah. Do you wanna yeah. do you wanna know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we don't we yeah. don't do that. We're like God loves you. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. loves you. Yeah. He yeah. wants a relationship yeah. with you. Belong. You yeah. belong. And yeah. all of that is so true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But it's by the way of the cross. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there is no way Great. to relationship with God except for the cross. Like he, yeah. that was the whole point that Jesus bridged the gap for yep. us, that yep. he came and in our place, it, because of our sin, he died. He took on the sin mm-hmm. of the world and he absolved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. literally it was through the cross. Yeah. And I think that the reality is, is that that sounds foolish. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that if you don't, if you don't have a idea or a reality or an understanding that you have sinned, that mm-hmm. you're imperfect, that you fall in short, if you don't believe in sin, yep. yeah, then um it. the cross sounds really foolish yeah. oh, because if yeah. I don't agree or believe in sin, then I don't need a savior. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus died for the sin of the world, but I don't believe in sin, then why Like it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think that the great challenge that we have today Mm -hmm. and I'm sure other people have felt it in different generations, but I really think in our Mm post-Christian culture right now is that we live with a world that doesn't believe in sin. There is no inherent right or wrong. Just your truth and whatever you think and whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. Everyone's right. Everybody's right. And so when you're trying to talk with somebody, when there's no understanding mm-hmm. of even what sin is, it's just like, you can't, why do I need the cross? Yeah, yeah. right. And so I think that can be a challenge as mm-hmm. a preacher yep. when you're talking with people. It's like, no, you actually do need a savior. Yep. Yeah. Um, But I think that we need to ask the Holy Spirit, like, hey, open people's eyes. Yeah. Like, I can't make you see that you actually are a sinner yeah right? like if you don't believe that if you don't think that way if you don't feel like you need a savior mm-hmm. I can't make you think that yeah, yeah. but I can pray yeah. that the Holy Spirit would reveal himself to you that he would yeah. actually convict you under the righteousness that, yeah. that, like yeah. that he would open up your eyes yeah. and then the message of the Cross, yeah. yeah, does become the power of God so in our lives. No, yeah, and I think that's that brilliant.
0: that is the nature of why we call the gospel good news. Good right. news, yeah. Something good mm-hmm. always comes when you're experiencing something bad, mm-hmm. like good news by nature is the answer. Good mm-hmm. Friday to a problem, yeah. it's a good Friday, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Good, Friday. A good Friday. Friday,
1: yeah. And uh, but I mm-hmm. think you're right, I
0: think there's something there. I mean, I think yeah. I find that to be a challenge. Uh, obviously, as a communicator, I'm a believer in that the cross, and we all are leads us to an empty tomb. Mm -hmm. So we talk a lot about resurrection, victory, life, the grace of God, Mm -hmm. that that he is so good to us. And of course, I don't think we need to focus on talking about sin, but Mm -hmm. I think what you're saying, and I agree with this, is that if we never have a revelation before we encounter the cross, that sin is real, that we are all without Jesus, stuck Mm -hmm. and lost in sin, then the cross is foolishness yeah so there's at some point we need to have a turning of this re- this revelation mm-hmm. of sin i'm curious hunter and i'm kind of throwing this at you but <laughs> uh obviously you gave your life to christ mm-hmm. um you know you could remind me maybe yeah. five years ago five years ago is almost that, six almost yeah. six almost you know six. i know you grew up with mm-hmm. an idea of god and the bible and religion but really kind of surrendered your life to yeah. jesus what was it like for you as mm-hmm. you came to christ and this idea of hey like i do have sin in my life and I need it to be resolved and mm-hmm. that you found the good news. You yeah. found the answer. You found the joy in Christ because mm-hmm. – t- tell me about that journey and, like, how you relate to the cross.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's a weighty question. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think I grew up Catholic, um, so I think even with this series and having the cross in the room, mm. um, I think I have a different vantage point. I didn't grow up in a culture where it was – necessarily spoken as much like i didn't look i didn't have an empty tomb perspective yeah i only had a crucifix like Uh a jesus was on the cross and that's where he remained perspective Mm -hmm. Uh yeah um and so with that i think i had like a a reverence for god um in a different kind of of way but it was just not the full story and so then when i came um to vfc it's, I, I'm confident that it's because of people stood in the gap for me. Yeah, Pastor Alexa, I kind of want to go a little deeper about something that she said and pull yeah. it back to the um, what it. you spoke about intercession yesterday yeah. too because um, it wasn't like this big uh, radical kind of thing. The day yeah. that I came, it was actually one of our Easter services um, almost six years ago. Um, but it was just kind of like I came and I, I heard the gospel message for the very first time. Mm-hmm. or it it landed on my heart for the very first time people had certainly spoken it to me people Mm -hmm. had certainly um, evangelized to me but I just didn't have ears to hear it or heart to receive it Um, but on that day it was just kind of like a watershed moment and I was able to say yes to the Lord um, not even fully knowing what I was saying yes to but I just knew that he was real, and yeah. I trusted yeah. him, and that like Jesus, your heart knew. Yeah, uh-huh. like everything just clicked, uh-huh. and so I think too when we're talking to our coworkers and we're talking to our neighbors or whoever, we have people in our family, our friends, and we kind of just want to shake them, and it's like yeah. you know, like listen, like yeah. this is a good. News. You're a sinner. <laughs> like you need you hate it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you've seen my life transform. Like yeah. I don't know how to, to make it <laughs> like I love you so much and I just want you to know Jesus and I don't know how to make it clear to you. I'm not saying it from like an exclusive place, an inclusive place. Like I needed it. You need it. Like everyone needs it and it's all available. So just like, say yes, you know, (laughs) say yes. And I think sometimes we can get to that point. But I thought both of you brought this up. Like, I think we do just sometimes it's like, Lord, I don't have the words to say. Like, do I just go in there and say like, yeah, but the cross, Yeah. (laughs) you know, but I think prayer does so much of the heavy lifting. So can you guys speak a little bit more about intercession, what it looks like to stand in the gap Um, for those that we are believing will come to know the Lord and receive salvation um and walk that out for the fullness of their, their life. Oh,
0: I love it. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I awesome. yeah, I can I can take a, a shot at it. I think you know, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, this idea of Jesus on the cross. Again, he wasn't preaching, he was praying. Yeah. yeah. And you know we can so value the miracles of jesus the walking in water multiplication of bread the the messages he declared the parables he told Mm -hmm. i think one of the most beautiful things jesus taught us is how to pray yeah he literally did right the disciples said Mm -hmm. teach us to pray like Mm -hmm. you there was something different he woke up early in the morning went to the mountainside to pray so many references of prayer in the life of christ And on the cross, when he couldn't use his hands to heal, he couldn't use his feet to walk to someone in need, what could he do? He engaged in the ministry of Mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. And as we read in in Isaiah, really what it was was intercession, which Mm -hmm. again is just a form of prayer. It's a style and a way that we pray. And to what you said, it's us standing in the gap for someone who cannot pray for themselves, doesn't know they should pray Mm -hmm. for themselves. it's it's standing in the gap between the father and them and praying on their behalf and i I think it's so important i'm a huge believer in prayer Mm -hmm. um and i you know being a a young person i don't know my, my life got set on fire for prayer many years ago and um the best way to maybe talk it through is just to tell one story i i remember when i was in high school and, um, you know, I really got on fire for the things of God when I was in seventh grade in middle school. And I was like the weird seventh grader. I was yep, like six foot three, yeah. weighed a hundred pounds. <laughs> yep. I loved to play basketball. Yep. I wore Jordans and I was like a prayer warrior revivalist. Like, it's you a were weird, confused. It, like, it am a, I
1: going the sports route, yeah. or am I going more like or, the like, am I Smith Or prayer Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I figured it out. It's maybe, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but I, and I remember just having such a love for God, mm-hmm. like, uh, such a passion for him. That's why, as a church, we believe in the next generation. We invest in the next generation because yeah. my life was changed when I was in middle school and yeah. high school. And I remember being early in high school, and uh, and I began to hear about this idea, like, "Hey, we need to pray for others." And one of the best ways to see someone else come to the knowledge of salvation, yeah. to go from the cross is foolish to the mm-hmm. cross is power, is by praying for them. Yeah. yeah, I think we've all seen that standing on a street corner telling everyone how much of a sinner they are. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. not a is not a tactic not that's going to work. Yeah. No, uh, it only creates yep. more enemies and resistance. Yeah. Uh, and even sometimes in relationships, people we have family members and friends. Sometimes we want to have the sit down conversation, the mm. um, you know the the let me just tell you exactly where you're at and uh, and try to awaken you to your own issues. Yep. Sometimes I think often those tactics haven't really seen a lot of fruit. Yep. Yeah. You know one area that has always seen fruit is the area of prayer 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 takes longer than you want it to uh it doesn't feel as impressive uh it's a hard thing to remember to do Mm -hmm. but we can pray and i remember learning that and i had a friend in my life uh, i played basketball with and i really loved him Uh, a really good friend that didn't follow christ and i spent a lot of time with him and i just felt like man he needs to know jesus uh, and, uh, and so before I went and tried to preach to him, my, my three point sermon, uh, or whatever, I just started to pray yeah. and I was at an event, uh, for, for us youth kids. And I spent that whole week praying for him. I wrote him mm-hmm. down in my journal, this long prayer. We and still every, have that
1: journal. I still yeah. have this journal yeah. every day.
0: I'd pray for him and, uh, and pray that God would open a door. Pray. I don't even know what I prayed. I mean, again, I was a high school kid. I maybe wasn't mm-hmm. the smartest yet but I knew prayer could change something. And yeah. so I was praying and praying and praying. And, uh, and then later that very summer, uh, me and this individual were at uh, kind of an overnight basketball camp and, uh, and we had a lot of time together. And I didn't force it. I didn't you know, come up with an, uh, a way to do it. Uh, I wasn't trying to be like a secret Christian agent. I was just being myself. <laughs> uh, but all of a sudden, mm. what had never happened happened and this individual started asking questions about God. Yeah. He started asking me about why I brought my Bible to basketball camp. Yeah. He started asking me about why I'm so passionate about church and, and, and what I do. And slowly but surely, we began to conversate, mm-hmm. and within uh, even a couple weeks of those conversations, this individual walked into youth group, He gave his life to Jesus. He's now married, has children, passionate about the things of God, walking and and leading his family so well Mm -hmm. in the ways of God. Uh, And for me, what a lesson to learn early on in my life. Prayer changes things. And when it comes to those who in your life, you're like, man, I can't imagine this person Mm -hmm. would ever get saved. I can't imagine the biggest haters of, of, of Christ, the, the atheist you may know, the, yeah. the person who's agnostic, the person who maybe is dealing with hurt from religion or from church, the person in your life mm-hmm. you think is the furthest yeah. away from God. Yeah, I am telling you, we can follow Jesus's example on the cross totally. and intercede for yeah. him, yeah. pray for right. him and stand on the gap.
1: Yeah. And I love that. And I think, and, and I know exactly who you're talking about, and I, I it's one of my favorite stories. And I think that if we really knew what was happening when we prayed, yeah. mm-hmm. we would never stop praying. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I think one of the mm-hmm. reasons we, we, we lean away from prayer sometimes is because it's all unseen. And yeah. so we, yeah. sometimes I think we have to ask ourselves the honest question, like, mm-hmm. do I believe that God is working when I pray? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Great. I really believed it, then I would want to pray all day. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes I think if we were honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. I think people can be like, I don't know, I what it, like I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but but if we were just to see like a glimpse of what was happening when we pray, mm-hmm. I think that we would be so encouraged. Yep. I, I have another story that I want to share um, about your mom. Yeah. Because your mom it. is a prayer. Yep. And she, it's not about salvation, it's not about the cross, but it just in the topic of prayer. Mm-hmm. When I was how old was I when I went to Spain?
0: Was I my last year of college? Oh, maybe. I studied abroad
1: for um, four months in Spain, and just like wasn't aware of my surroundings. Was a young girl. I was walking (laughs) like thirty minutes home at one a.m. alone in the dark, like just being.
0: Yeah. Stupid. We were dating at this time. We were. And, uh, well, we had we, just
1: gotten back together right before I left. Yeah. Good, we had like really good time. All sorts
0: meeting. of breakups all and sorts back of breakups, together. Yep. It's great. But I remember this season because literally I'd hear about the things you're doing. And I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You and I'm yourself, like, I'm living. I'm living, living, living my life. YOLO. Yeah. YOLO. YOLO. Remember <laughs> when that was a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring Don't back bring YOLO. Back. Come on. You only live <laughs> once.
1: But I was just like living my life. And I had the best time. Honestly, I loved it. And, um, And I remember I came home and your mom said, you know what, she goes, Alexa, there would be multiple nights a week. Mm. Where I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would pray for you. Wow! I would sense that the Holy Spirit said, yeah. like, you need to pray for her right now. I, I would pray for you for sometimes five minutes, sometimes an hour. Like yeah. I, I, just mm-hmm. was praying for you. Yeah. What she was, she was interceding for mm-hmm. me because there are actually multiple moments while I was insane that <laughs> I needed her to pray for yeah. me yeah. because I was in danger. Yeah. And wow. I'm not like I don't want to make light of it. Like yeah. there were moments that could have gone really wrong yeah. in my life, brought yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of pain to me. Yeah. Um, that I needed somebody to pray for me. Yeah. And there were, there was even one specific moment that I won't share that God really protected me. Yeah. Um, and I was walking down this street alone at night, going to my, where I was staying, and there was three people that I crossed in the street. I'm alone. And all of a sudden they started literally chasing after me. I yeah. started running. I yeah. get into my hotel. I shot, I locked the door. As soon as I locked the door, the door handle, like, yeah. is yeah. opening. Yeah. And so there were extreme moments where I yeah. needed the protection of God. Wow. And do you want to know how good God is? Yeah. Why he's such a good father. Yeah. Is that he woke somebody else up. Come on. To pray for me, yes. when I wasn't smart enough to yeah. pray for myself, I wasn't yeah. smart enough to make the right decisions. Yeah. I was just living my life, you yeah. know. I was doing my best. I was 19 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, "I, I've got to protect my daughter, yeah. and I have one person I know that yeah. if I wake yeah. her up, she's gonna pray." Yeah. So and good. so I think that's the power of intercessory prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's saying, "Hey, God, like you can use me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I'll pray yep. if there's somebody or something going mm-hmm. on in my world that, like, I'll, you can wake me up in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. I'll mm-hmm. pray, or you can put them on my heart. Like mm-hmm. you can trust mm-hmm. that I'll pray for them." love that and rather than just saying hey sending a text hey i'm praying for you it's yeah. like i don't want to send a text that i'm praying for you and not pray yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'm just gonna make a decision if yeah. i'm sending Let's that text pray. i'm gonna take a moment i'm gonna pause and know. i'm gonna actually pray pause for and you. pray you yeah. know pause and pray yeah i love and it. i think that i think that we'll get to heaven one day mm-hmm. and be shocked yeah. Yeah. at what god did yeah through the prayers of people yeah i think it's great yeah i love what you said in your message yeah. if i can yeah. just for a minute you talked You talked about how you know this idea, quote unquote, the front row of heaven is filled with people, not with people who are just these great preachers or Mm -hmm. these great evangelists or really cool or had a great following on social media, but that it's filled with prayers and intercessory prayers that people who like did the work that nobody Mm -hmm. saw, the grandmas that prayed for Mm -hmm. generations to come, the the people on the prayer teams at church that every Sunday morning, they're praying for the service. They're praying for people to get saved. They're praying Mm -hmm. for people to grow in their discipleship. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's actually that that's what's valued in the kingdom of heaven. It's the unseen stuff. it's yeah. not the seen stuff that yeah. we so value in our own lives mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. our own value systems, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you look at the iceberg, like, we just want the, everything at the top yeah. to be seen. Yeah. That's what we value. But in the kingdom, yeah. it's all the things that are hidden. Yeah, yeah. It. It's all the underneath things. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the prayers, yeah. right? Secret and so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just love I it. loved that perspective. I yeah. thought it was encouraging for people. It's yeah. like, hey, I might mm-hmm. never be on a stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might never have more than two hundred mm-hmm. people following me on social media. Yep. Mm-hmm. I might never I might never do anything that's seen that's like yeah. given applause. Yeah. yeah. But I can pray. Yeah. yeah. I can. I can pray. Yeah. I can share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can pray with for the people of my world. I can be mm-hmm. an example. Yeah. Okay. And I think if we realized how much God valued that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. we would
1: love what we get to do like we we wouldn't crave other things we wouldn't live in comparison we'd be like okay cool i can do that i can be content in that i think
0: it's so strong and Mm -hmm. i i think i just feel to encourage people listening i mean i think what you're describing in this whole idea of intercessory prayer the imagery sometimes we put in our brain around yeah. intercessory <laughs> prayer yeah. is like I'm in a room with like 50 candles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have like a prayer shawl. <laughs> I'm weeping. Yeah. I'm weeping. Yeah. Weeping yeah. Yeah. because the nations yes. Yes. are at stake. Yes. They need of me. Them. The nations yes. need like, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm, if that's you. You do Keep praying. You. <laughs> we need <you> to. <laughs> but yeah. I just want to make intercessory prayer is not that complicated. Yeah. Right? I love what you said. This, this could be something we say at church. Pause and pray. Pause and when pray. When someone comes to your mind, mm-hmm. pause and pray. Pause and pray. When you feel like, I haven't thought about that friend in a long time, mm-hmm. pause and pray. Yep. When you feel like, oh man, I wonder what's going on with that situation I found out from a coworker mm-hmm. that had to do with their family, mm-hmm. pause and pray. When yep. you think right. about someone from high school, you haven't thought about this individual in years. Mm-hmm. They all of a sudden one day are on your mind. Yeah. Pause yeah. and And pray pray. it can be so simple in our Mm. daily life and i want to encourage some parents that Mm. uh, i just feel like to say this to you if you're listening and you have some children that uh, that maybe have walked away from God, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I think of the the classic prodigal son story. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've 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 run off and they're trying to enjoy the things of the world and are trying to find themselves, trying mm-hmm. to determine what adulthood's going to look like for them. I want to encourage you to never underestimate the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't know the weight you feel as a parent. I I, I don't know sometimes maybe the pressure or the fear mm-hmm. you have or maybe even the guilt that you associate to what's taking place in your child's life. But mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to take off the guilt. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no one's perfect. What can you do right now? You can love them you mm-hmm. can do what you're yeah. doing but i want to encourage mm-hmm. you to pray okay. yeah. pause and pray and watch what god will do in mm-hmm. this space of you standing in the gap on their behalf yeah. i know you're doing yeah. this as a mom and dad can i just encourage you to take it up to a whole nother level yeah. because god will work and he does respond yes. when we pray yeah um so anyway i love yeah. it That's so strong
1: I love it yeah, yeah. so good there i do go. want to say one thing real quick and then i think we should talk about forgiveness Go. because i think when it comes to sharing the message of jesus and talking about the cross mm-hmm. and like you know, this idea of evangelism, I think evangelism can be such a scary word for people. They're yeah, like, I yeah. can't, I can't, I'm not an evangelist, like, mm-hmm. I'm not Billy Graham. Or or I think there's maybe this, like, subtle untruth, this subtle lie of, like, you know, I it's not my job to force somebody what to believe.
0: Yeah. Like, right. I, this is
1: my belief, and you can have whatever you believe. And I think sometimes Christians even can fall back on that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like, yep. no, well, no, it's not my job to tell you what to believe. hmm and I'm like, I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get the heart that it's coming from. Yeah. But our calling is to go into all the world and make disciples. Yeah. So it is a little bit of our mission mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. express the truth yep. of what God did through mm-hmm. Jesus on the cross. Right. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes we can take off the responsibility mm-hmm. and yeah. be like, Well, no, it's like this is just what I do. This is yeah. just my yeah. faith. Yeah. This is just yeah. how I live. Yep. Yeah. And you can do you and yeah. I'll do me and like Like, Mm. it's all good. Yeah. And I think I just want to challenge that a little bit because it's actually not all good. Yeah. And we definitely don't need to force people. We definitely don't need to, like, ah, just believe. Like, Mm. no, 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 none of that. I think the way people will know we are his disciples is by how we love one another. So I think evangelism done in love is the best route to life change. Mm Great, But... I do think we have to take on the responsibility that, like, no, 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 my calling as a disciple of Jesus, not as a pastor, not as Mm -hmm. whatever, as a a Mm stay-at-home mom, as somebody who works in the marketplace, if I Mm -hmm. work in ministry or if I'm a photographer, like, whatever I'm doing in life, I am called to go into Mm -hmm. all the world to make disciples. So my answer should not be, no, you do you, yeah. and I'm going to do me. Yeah, yeah. Great. My answer is I actually have, I'm, I'm living with joy and mm-hmm. peace yeah. and because I know the truth, yeah. Yeah. and the truth has set me free. Yeah. Yep. And I want you to know this truth, too. Right. When you're ready, mm-hmm. let's talk, yeah. because I do think there is a truth, and I want to be here for you. So yeah. It's not just like, yeah, 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 that's all good. Like, mm-hmm. God loves you, yep. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think there's a responsibility piece that we have to take up. Yeah. Like that's that's our mission. right? Yeah. And I'm not going to shy away from it because it's foolishness. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I guess, I guess I'd rather do my part yeah, and yeah. allow other people to think I'm foolish yeah. than to just shy back and yeah. be like, oh no, you just, you do you. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't know. I think yeah. we have to veer yeah. from that and say, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to do my part. Yeah.
0: I think it's so important. Yeah.
1: And the part
2: to play isn't only on like those that are ministers or like those that are in ministry within the walls of the church, but actually all of us are called to the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, correct. And called called to bring the good news to those around us. And there's a unique responsibility. Like I think with that responsibility, no one can pray for your kid like you know, like a mama can pray for her kid in a way that no one else can and certainly like god can use anyone to bring unction to Mm. you know a pastor to pray for them but i think sometimes we can miss the responsibility of our stewardship of our household of our of our neighborhood like what would happen if you actually said no like it's not a coincidence that i live on Mm. the street that i that i'm on that i the neighbors that i have are the neighbors that i have the friends that i have the school that my child is at or like to high school there's middle school the very school the very classroom The very teacher yeah. that I have that yep. I might I can't stand I don't yeah. get along with but like yeah. it's not by accident like yeah. God is a God of significance totally. and yeah. so I think with that He's in
1: the details and that yeah, yeah yeah
2: totally and so it, it is my call like it yes. is my purpose yep. and you don't have to wait for this grand thus say yeah. the Lord yep. calling your calling is right in front of you yep. you spoke to this I think mm-hmm. on Sunday too like mm-hmm. to be present where mm-hmm. our feet are yeah and to just grow in yep. that and when we do that, I think when we're present where our feet are, we can be sensitive to what the Holy spirit wants mm. to do yeah. and just grow in that quick obedience. I'm going to pause and pray. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to put it off because it gives a foothold yeah. yeah. for the enemy yeah. that you just put it off and it yeah. doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And
1: no, yeah, it's so good. It. And I think, I think like when we understand that the tone of evangelism is good news, mm-hmm. yes. it'll help us. Yes. Right. Yeah. in reaching our neighbor and loving yeah. people. Like I think a good litmus test is like when you look at your own life, does the tone of your life say good news? Mm. Mm. Like, does your family say good news? Does um, your yeah. does your children say good news? Yeah. Does yeah. your marriage say yeah. good That's news? Yeah. Does yeah. the peace in your home yeah. say yeah. good news? Yeah. Does the joy in your heart say good news? Or are you just consistently burnt out and anxious? Yeah. Like, yeah. does your career and how you show up to work, does it say good news? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think if it doesn't if it doesn't speak of the good news of Jesus, it's going to be really hard to reach our friends with the good news. Because if your life isn't (laughs) reflecting good news, then nobody else wants the news that you're bringing. I don't want want your news. I don't want your anxious news. I don't want your bad news. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm attracted to good news. Because oftentimes if I don't have Jesus in my life, I don't really have a lot of good news. But if you do and you're living with good news and your marriage is strong and you've been through it, but, like, you're showing up and you've got joy and peace in your life, like, you've got something, you've got a good news I don't have. So I just think the tone of it, like, we have to remember that we're not, like, we, we actually do have the answer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we do have good news. Love yeah, it. And the world wants it. Yes. So, uh, like, go be confident yeah. and, and share it with people. Yeah.
0: I think it's wonderful. I think That's it's beautiful. so strong. I, I appreciate that encouragement. And I think it's a good reminder for us. Responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility. I, I think on that, let's, let's, let's wrap here because yeah. I think it does lead us decently well into forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think one of the places that we can find ourselves not experiencing good news is when we talk about this area of forgiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to return us to those words Jesus said on the cross. Father forgive them they know not what they do. I know Jesus was praying but Jesus is also highlighting to us the nature of God's forgiveness mm-hmm. in our life and showing us the way to forgiveness so how do you guys like process this topic of forgiveness how do you process that in relationships in between you and God I'm curious to, to how we walk out how we work out love and forgiveness yeah. in areas of our life
1: I think it's like um, it's shocking mm-hmm. what Jesus says on the cross in that moment. I think his selflessness is Mm -hmm. shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just like, it literally makes me cry just thinking about it, Mm -hmm. that like the very people who were putting him on the cross and yelling, crucify him, crucify him, that he had it in him to say, father, forgive them. They like, Mm -hmm. they know not what they do. So I think for me, when it comes to forgiveness and, and, and love and forgiving people who have hurt you, and we've all been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all been wronged. We've all, we've all felt pain from different people in mm-hmm. our lives. Often, it's usually the people who are closest to us that can often bring us the most pain. So, like, I don't want to downplay that pain. I think that the reality is, is that in those moments, in those places of pain, maybe even betrayal, what we do, how we respond... I think says a lot about us Mm. of how much we're becoming like Jesus. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, How much we're growing in our discipleship and being Mm -hmm. like Him. Like, I think that... Our immediate response usually is not, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it is for you. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. It's not for me.
0: It's Father, curse them. They know what they're <laughs> doing.
1: It, it, I understand I do I like it like in the Psalms, kill yeah, yeah. them, God. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Lord, I sense
0: a psalm rising up in my spirit towards that guy who cut me off. But I, think, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think that. What that just does in me is makes me realize how grateful I am for the mercy of Jesus yeah, and the yeah, grace of yeah. God mm-hmm. and how much like, no, Lord, I want to become more like you. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think forgiveness shows us
0: yeah. Yeah. where
1: we're at sometimes in that process. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. God has great patience with us. Yep. Mm-hmm. If there's people in our lives who have hurt us and wronged us, he, he wants to take us on a journey yeah, yeah. of forgiveness and love because yeah. I think there's freedom there yeah. when mm-hmm. we can learn to live Taking people off the hook, yeah. mm-hmm. forgiving them, ex- expe- like extending the grace of God yes. that we've been shown to them. Yep. I think that our souls are free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think God knows that. Yeah, yeah. right. That bitterness, it just mm-hmm. it eats us yeah. alive. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it 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 like puts us in park. I mean, it, yeah. it paralyzes mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. our souls. So I think that yeah. when I feel unforgiveness towards somebody, I think it just makes me realize how much I still have to grow in becoming like Christ, yeah. mm-hmm. because He literally forgave His enemies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so He can help me do that. Yeah. And yeah. He can not only can He heal the pain that people mm-hmm. have caused me, He can mm-hmm. help me to walk in reconciliation and yeah. restoration. Yeah. Yeah. So I think forgiveness shows maturity. Yeah. And I think sometimes unforgiveness shows. Not, a, not in a negative way, but maybe a lack of maturity, yeah, just yeah, an area where way you can mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. And not, not like, oh, I need to strive to mature more, but yep, maybe yep. I need to get a greater revelation of God's forgiveness mm-hmm. yeah, to me. Right. Yeah. Like how much he loves me, how, how much I was his enemy, and how much he gave grace to me. Mm-hmm. And once I really kind of grow in that, then hopefully that will help me mm-hmm. give grace to others. And So I guess if you're dealing with unforgiveness, if somebody listening is like, I really can't get past yep. this. I can't mm-hmm. get past what this person did to me. I can't get past what this person said to me rather than just like striving to just like, no, I'm going to be a good Christian and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to forgive them. I think like maybe, maybe just ask the Holy spirit to give you a revelation of what Jesus did for Mm -hmm. you on the cross Mm -hmm. of how much God has forgiven you Mm -hmm. of how much he loves you of his grace for you. And um let that do the work yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think that will that will help you
0: I think that's great I think that's the yeah. starting point mm-hmm. I, I think that mm-hmm. I think for all of us we're gonna face hurt and wounds in our life yeah. um, and and the issue is sometimes we try to compare pain and, yeah. and, and and I know we've had that conversation you know is is your pain worse than my pain and I think what we've learned is pain is pain and pain is personal and pain mm-hmm. is personal yeah. and whether mm-hmm. or not your pain is a dramatic and uh, and major crisis story or or maybe it's nuanced and mm-hmm. it's and it's in the details of a relationship. The truth is pain is pain. Mm-hmm. And unforgiveness can find its way into our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what we face. Mm-hmm. And and that's a bit of the reality we face. And yeah. Christians, they um we don't all of a sudden get, you know, resolved from dealing with that. It's not like God just makes sure we never get hurt again. Yeah. Hurt happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what you're saying, how do we respond? I, I think you gotta start remembering well I've hurt people too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been, I've wronged others too. Yeah. Uh, at a grand scale, I'm a sinner uh, mm-hmm. who've been saved by grace. Now I'm set free, alive yeah. in Christ, full of victory. Mm-hmm. But God forgave me yeah. when I was an idiot, mm-hmm. when I was, when I made bad decisions, when yeah. I told God I would not do that thing again. And I did it mm-hmm. again and again and again. Mm-hmm. He met we, met me with mercy, with yeah. open arms, with eyes of love and compassion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if he could do that for me, then I can have that same perspective towards everyone else. Right. Yeah. But I, I think what you said is important. Forgiveness mm-hmm. is a journey.
1: Yeah. It's it a
0: is. journey. It's not an yeah. overnight uh, yeah. thing. It's not a, mm-hmm. if, if you haven't let that person go yet, then then you're completely yeah. wrong. I think mm-hmm. you've got to be willing to authentically totally. yeah. go on the yeah. journey of forgiveness. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and God doesn't want just our words. Like he wants our heart. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. He just, he's not looking for us to just fake it and be like, okay, I forgive them. Yeah. God, yeah. I forgive yeah. them. Yeah. I forgive them. I forgive you. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. But in our hearts to actually still be harboring it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the goal either. Yeah. Right. Um, I think he wants us to be transformed. I think yeah. he wants us to be free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants our hearts... Like, he cares about the inside, yeah. not just mm-hmm. necessarily the outside. But yeah. I think even as Christians, we can be like, well, that's just what I do. I just forgive. I forgive yeah. 70 times seven and yeah. so I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive, but my heart is yeah. in pieces and yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. processed anything and yeah. I, I really haven't forgiven them. I've yeah. just like done mm-hmm. the right thing that I think I'm supposed to do. Yep. Yeah. And, um, that's not it either. Yeah. No, Right. Yeah.
0: No, so good. Yeah. Now, well, I like this Great. old quote. I mean, we, this is a cheesy one to me because as a PK, we hear this all, all, all the time, but this quote is forgiveness or sorry, unforgiveness, holding a grudge, mm-hmm. keeping bitterness towards somebody in your heart is like drinking poison Mm -hmm. but expecting them to die Mm yeah and you can feel like if i just kind of hold this against you and i have Mm -hmm. this grudge in my heart that it's hurting you that i'm I'm distant from Mm -hmm. you i'm pushing you away and that's gonna that's Mm -hmm. gonna get you back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the reality is that in our our walk with god jesus taught us uh, to love our enemies and mm-hmm. the reality is we when we do that it's us drinking poison unto our own death mm-hmm. and uh, expecting them to die but it, yeah, I, yeah. So I think forgiveness is massive and I, and I think this other idea mm-hmm. is is that you can um, you can love someone but not like them yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone who's wronged you uh, if there's real I mean again I'm, we're talking to a broad audience here so mm-hmm. many who are listening there's real pain and yeah. mm-hmm. I don't want to minimize the pain pain is personal yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and pain is pain mm-hmm. and Jesus meets us in those spaces mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I think in that space of forgiveness that like we said it's okay to go on the journey mm-hmm. um, and, and I also think it's something that we have to do over time we have to, we have to continually bring it back to God and, yeah. and kind of mm-hmm. re-surrender that to him and, mm-hmm. and, and get this it's not us forgiving people yeah. It's us receiving forgiveness mm-hmm. from Jesus yeah. and allowing the forgiveness he's given us to flow through us mm-hmm. to others. Yeah, and great. I think that's where we can find some hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because in our own strength, there's no way we can mm-hmm. do the seven times 70. In our own strength, there's no way we can we can completely resolve some of the big pain points in our life. But with the help of God, Mm. uh, I think it is possible for us to walk in love and forgiveness. So anyway, it's a little conversation on that. But I I know that's where a lot of us Mm. live. Uh, And sometimes that ends up playing in the background of our lives. We can have major traumatic moments, mm-hmm. uh, or as one, somebody said, maybe it's not the one major trauma, but it's death by a million paper cuts, yeah. where it's so many little moments where mm-hmm. uh, we really feel it in certain seasons, but mm-hmm. then if we don't deal with it, it, it kind of sits in the background of our life, yeah. and sometimes we can forget, oh, like that's still there,
2: yeah. and
0: I really do need to resolve that. So I'd, I'd yeah. encourage you, church, this week, yeah. uh, this, this is kind of a heavier one, but I would really mm-hmm. encourage you. To bring what's in your heart to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know that he'll meet you with mercy and grace. Yes. Uh, he'll teach you how to walk the road of forgiveness yeah, and yeah. of enemy love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to take care of those in our world. And uh, and, and it'll take you on a journey of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He doesn't expect you to be perfect tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. wants you to go on the journey of becoming like yeah. Jesus, yeah. following in his way, and uh, I think a major category yeah. is forgiveness. Yeah. yeah
1: well, and we'll wrap up with this. Uh, we, we, we've we talked about this before. This mm. is something that we say to each other. We We tell people. But... Um, we're, we're hurt in community but we're also healed in community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so sometimes when we're hurt, we just try to draw back and mm-hmm. I'm not going to put myself out there again or I'm not going to trust again. And mm-hmm. um, to be honest, that's not the answer. Yeah. And God heals us in community. He, he brings friends around us. He binds up our wounds. Mm-hmm. He, he He helps people. You know, we were talking about how the paralyzed man and mm-hmm. I believe it was in Mark, like his friends were the one who were, be, who were able to bring him before yeah, Jesus, yeah, lowered yeah. him through the yep, roof. Yep. There were some things that like he couldn't do for himself, mm-hmm. but his friends were able to carry him. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that there are moments in our lives, and maybe it's through unforgiveness, maybe through whatever you're dealing with, where we can't even bring ourselves back to the foot of the cross, but if we will just open ourselves up to community, that Mm -hmm. they can help carry us. So So for you today, whoever is listening, maybe you are like, hey, I got to bring it to God, but I've also got to bring it to community because Mm -hmm. I have... I haven't shared this. I haven't been vulnerable. I haven't opened up myself again because mm-hmm. of somebody who's hurt me, yep. but I know that I need to. Yep. Um, yep. I want to encourage you. A good friend can heal, can help yeah, heal you. That's yeah. right. Like God definitely is your healer, but sometimes yeah. he can use he people around us. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he helps. He, he he like actually can put like, I don't know. He can help put our hearts back together mm-hmm. yeah. with healthy community. Great. Um, but it just takes a step. So I'm going to open up. I'm going to text it. a friend. I'm going to yeah. give him a call. I'm going to meet up for coffee. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to open myself back up again and trust again awesome. mm-hmm. because God's good. So yep. so mm-hmm. bring it to God. Church, so good. Let me, let me say, say that again. Yeah. We're, you said
0: we're hurt in community. But we're healed in community. And we're healed in community. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and as we walk out church this week, following the footsteps of Jesus, declaring, Father, forgive them. They do not mm-hmm. know what they do. I hope you're encouraged today to pray to intercede for others. I hope you're encouraged by the love of Jesus for humanity. Uh, I don't think we'll ever talk about that one enough. Mm -hmm. I hope you're encouraged today to walk the road of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We find our forgiveness and freedom in Christ and then we can go and spread that to others in uh, close relationships and beyond. So let's do that this week. We love you guys. Can't wait for next week as we keep going on this journey of seven. And uh, the Cutting Room Floor podcast episode two is done. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Love you guys.